listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch the way through Sex in the City for the first time ever, mostly. I am Corey Caffin. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. We have a very special guest today, a queen of radio, <laughs> Ophira Eisenberg, the host of Ask Me Another on National Public Radio. Indeed. Well- <laughs> Welcome, Ophira. Thank you so much for having me. No, that's my NPR jo- voice. But it's not real. When <laughs> when we did when we did sound check just now, I was like, yeah. oh, it's so funny. It's like this is this is you're like you know how to do radio. I we will, just know how to like I set up say, microphones in a room. Yeah. You were one of the you were one of the few people that when I was like, if you can just count to ten, that I was like, you do this for your day job. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I never have to count to 10 well because your show is live because it's live live so yeah. it's kind of like doing a stand-up show like you're hosting a oh, big game show it is right such, that is such an issue it is a, a really hard as it turns out to turn a live show into a radio show <laughs> really it's really hard because listening all of your listeners are listening to this in a one-to-one sure. environment yeah but a um yeah live show is not a one-to-one environment That's... so you're constantly dealing with these different ideas of who is listening and how to respond so i mean the general rule of thumb is like if i feel as if everyone is having fun in the live room the people listening are going to feel like they're part of it yeah mm. that, that's but, interesting though is that in your head as you're hosting to where you're like will this sound good as a show or do you kind of let go and i, then... I kind of have to let go but i am really cognizant of volume mm. interesting because you can't yeah. yell at people yeah yeah <laughs> but on stage you can you that's great yeah, yeah. that's the best part <laughs> you it's have to really you have to have that npr vibe you gotta chill out a little bit yeah, yeah pull it back yeah oh. totally have you ever met terry gross I've never met Terry Gross. Okay. I just have to And not only that, I'm I'm gonna it's not a it's not any um secret, but just most people don't know it, is that you know, I'm at the New York Bureau, mm-hmm. uh, which is not WNYC. WNYC is its own public radio station. The NPR has like a little bureau in New York, and that's where people come and do their interviews with Terry Gross. And she is never there. She does them all remotely. Yes. So they're in a room by themselves. They're in a room by themselves. That is the weirdest thing because yeah. it's like they sound like present interviews, I like they're know. looking at each other. Yes. That yeah. see, so even so you have the skill of like the live thing, but that must be its own skill of her tricking millions of people into being like, we're right here. It's so personal. It's amazing. Like that's a skill yeah. that you don't realize she's doing. It is the most brilliant skill of all time. Yeah. If we could all convince everyone <laughs> that we do not have to leave our house. Yes. <laughs> is she are we are we certain that Terry Gross is real and not just AI? <laughs> she's AI. She's 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 Casper. Like, have, she's she's blue. What's the chess machine? Blue? Deep blue. Deep she's blue. deep blue. Deep blue. Yeah. She's Hal. She's Hal. Yeah, I'm not I, you know what? The more I learn about Terry gross i think she doesn't exist yeah she, oh that's she's like, she does she's like trey she, she does City. exist well i think okay. but i just don't know in what can time continuum <laughs> yeah yes it, where does she where does she supposedly live philadelphia, philadelphia right? yeah that's also right. another big trick to play on everyone that she's such a nice pleasant person from philadelphia <laughs> right have you ever met someone no. nice from philly one of the best castings of philadelphia is silver linings playbook and seeing robert de niro in that i'm like he it's robert de niro right? yeah. yeah he's yeah. such a philadelphia dad he's like so angry and all he cares about is the eagles yeah. yeah that to me is everyone from philadelphia the only place i've ever done a storytelling show where a fist fight broke out yeah I was like, of course, someone's oh someone's God. you know inner tale of of uh, discovery is going to cause someone else to have a bar fight. Oh, you bro, that wasn't on the theme. <laughs> You're just bringing out your best material. That's my stop. I just have a hard time with beginnings, middles, and ends. <laughs> <laughs> this thing doesn't wrap up. I'm going to have to break a bottle. Oh, oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Thanks. You know, I was thinking about Sex and the City coming down to do this, especially in light of the fact that there is a trend happening right now in New York and probably other cities, but mm-hmm. New York, the boozeless bars. Yes. So I read about this. There's like one in Greenpoint. There's one in Greenpoint. What is a boozeless bar? In, 
Yeah, explain. it's a explain. It's a, and there's one around uh, somewhere else in Brooklyn, and there I just passed by one in the lower Isn't side. Isn't that just a youth group? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, and not only that, but people are dis making distilled, um, distilled drinks. I bought a thing at Trader Joe's last spirits. night. I bought a thing at Trader Joe's that was it was drinking vinegar. And it's like a shrub, which a shrub is like a cocktail. It's basically yeah. like you mix it right. with ice and seltzer water and it, ta it tastes like vinegar. But it's like cocktails that are like weird, Gosh. distilled, fermented, but with no alcohol. That's right. Yeah. That's Starting right. The abolitionist status right now that we're, we're drinking distilled vinegar. I know. Well, I was, pro, yeah, I was yeah. just thinking Sorry, like prohibitions. <laughs> abolitionists are like, listen, no slavery and get drunk. I, I apologize about that. I meant prohibitionists. <laughs> and not to be like insensitive to people that sure. are in recovery and et cetera, yeah, yeah, yeah. et cetera. But at the same time, I'm like, who wants this? Yeah. It's an interesting, weird. Turns out people want this. Yeah. I think it's a young millennial thing in the sense that they're, because I read an article about it and they were saying like, there's a lot of young millennials that are not interested in drinking. They are very career focused and they're more like, if I go out and get hammered, I can't reach all these goals. So they're, but I'd still want to go socialize. And so they're like, and I mean, not just make them like goal nerds, but there's a thing where they're like, I've seen too many people get hammered and like be hung over mm. the next day. I want to go socialize. And I think, a, and a couple of the bars were started by people who were like, oh, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Right. But I still want to go out mm. like that kind of thing. Yeah. But I agree with you. It's the, the crazy thing to me is a lot of the drinks there are like $14. Right. Of course. It's Cause the there's, price there's always that moment. I mean, on one side, on the one side of uh, dystopian apocalypse, I go, well, we have lost every other gathering place in society except <laughs> for the bar. Yeah. So of course there needs to be a response to this. Cause where else are, this seems unfair, mm -hmm. but there's nowhere else for people to meet and on the other side of it I go oh this is perfect so no one's drinking no one's having sex we're all just staring at our phone like who needs to worry about robots when we're just becoming them yeah yes. no totally not to worry everybody totally that's yeah. that's the that's one of the trippiest things and I wish it was in a sex in the city episode that like the article in the Atlantic that was like plot twist younger generations don't have sex as much anymore. And here's why. And you're just like, you're like, what? Like, yeah. that's just no one. No one predicted that. No. Yeah. Like, nope. Yeah. Because it's inconvenient. Yeah. And basically. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Requires a lot. Like, there's a but lot. Not, but also, yeah. But yeah. also nothing, which is why there was a series that's popular now again. Because people are like, hey, remember when people just went out and slept together? Yeah. Like, yeah. no big deal. Yeah. Totally. I know. That's, um... <laughs> Well, did you did you watch the show when it was on? I did. Okay, I Man. did. I moved to New York in two thousand and one, so, so the series was, was still going. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it was like that was like a a big deal too because, well, I mean, I used to have a, a joke about this, but I guess I can bring it back now, knowing how popular Sex and City is. Um, is that I I when I watched in Cannes, I thought it was a, you know comedy show basically yeah. and then i moved to new york and i was like oh it's a documentary yeah. Yeah. Uh, because i did find that a lot of it i don't know if it was art imitating life or life imitating art but there was a lot going on where i felt that it embodied a dating scene and a dating um style of new york that i was completely unfamiliar with that yeah. is specific mm. to here well cannot okay i want so i met you I met you when you were opening for my friend's show, and the first time I ever saw people doing stand-up was, and I still remember it because Rachel Feinstein yeah. opened, and Amy Schumer, and you, and I remember- Oh, yeah, right, in yeah. Um, Stress Factory. At, or, at, no. Uh, puppetry. Puppet oh, well, oh, well, that, yes, yeah. of course. And But the joke well, that I remember that. that is- is such a you should sexy. say what puppetry is yeah. since you guys are referencing. Oh, I'm it. sorry. Well, you, you puppetry of the penis is yeah. It was, it's a famous show that started in Australia and then toured around the world. I think still in definitely touring and definitely in Vegas. Still touring in Vegas and all around. It's guys getting on stage completely naked, making shapes out of their penises in sort of a fun loving strangely un not sexy in way. a weird way that especially in today's culture you would be like guys on stage making shapes with their penis right but i saw the show and we had a friend that was in it and i went and saw it and the first five minutes i was like this is so weird and then later i was like it's educational it's you know? educational <laughs> it's like 
You just feel like a doctor midway through. Yeah, you're, and you're just, just kind of like, like, I'm just looking at uh, just someone making shapes with a part of their body. And also it's it, sort of like, hey, everybody, this is a body. It, All yeah. right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Sexy. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah. yeah. Well, Even I remember. the guys were in good shape, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. They're in great shape. Better shape than I'll ever be. <laughs> but you had a story that I feel like we'd ha- we'll have to decide which, I mean. Oh. <laughs> but you, you met a guy. Yeah. I think it's on your Bangs album. It is. Go listen on Spotify or buy it on iTunes. Oh, Fear Eisenberg Bangs. But you go meet a guy and then when you get back to his route do you want to tell the story yeah should sure. i just tell it yeah you don't ha- i mean just basically I, I right i do i have a one night stand with a guy uh and it has a couple things that actually are reminiscent of the whole problems people have in sex city where i lived in manhattan he lived in queens and i was like queens <laughs> But, you know, you're trying to have sex. You're like, all right, we'll put up with Queens. So (laughs) I went to Queens uh, and we got to his um, bedroom and he had a room full of Garfields. He had a room full of Garfields. Like stuffed animals, posters. It was a stuffed animal and also those little kind of ceramic figurines. Oh, yeah. You know, in different poses. Oh, that is. (laughs) Like with a tennis racket and a beret and playing golf and, you know, like (laughs) world's greatest golfer. Oh, my God. How's he feeling about this? He's ha- he's excited. He's he, he he's was proud. yeah. He was like and the the Garfields. <laughs> yeah, he's Gary's. And I remember like there was a, a, I mean there was a lot of discussion about it. I was like, how long have you had these? And he was like, oh, I started collecting them in college, which I was like. Too late. That's yeah, too yeah. late in life <laughs> yeah. to start this collection. And he had moved many times since college before he landed in New York. So I think he went to he went to college in in Boston and then had and then had moved uh, back home for a bit and then you know to New York. And this was like his fifth apartment. And I just kept thinking of him like yes, wrapping, wrapping all the Garfields yeah. tissue paper Gosh. budget of him yeah. just like having to wrap every time and resetting them everywhere. Yeah. Oh my god! That New is... York is not a place where you can easily have a collection. There's not a lot no. of space. No. Here, so you have to be very careful about what you keep. And he had a massive one, wow. like a one of those jumbo ones on <laughs> his bed. It's so funny too. Did he have because Garfield like, sheets? Did he have like a he Garfield? He had no Garfield okay. sheets. He had a and How? two big ones on his dresser, which I made him take the big one on his bed out and the two big ones on the dresser. <laughs> How that was my was idea of having standards. How- <laughs> How old was this guy? Like mid twenties? Mm, nope, he was early thirties. Wow, that's yeah, it's so funny. You know what's weird? Early thirties almost makes more sense. It almost makes more sense I to know. where he's like, you know what? Either, either I'm just putting it out there, or like yeah. I've gotten to the place where I know what I like. Yeah, I like Garfield. Like, listen, I know some guys, but also <laughs> not for nothing. But it all made sense because, or. It all made sense because he, once we got, I still had sex with him. And once we got down to it, he had the biggest dick I've ever seen (laughs) in my entire life. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, still to this day. And I was like, oh. And you've seen people perform puppetry with their penis on stage. So that says something. And I was like, oh, this, this is how the world works for you. You think you could just do whatever. Wow. Kinda. And that's how you've walked through life. Yeah. Um, but it was the worst sex I've ever had. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Was it because he made you eat lasagna? <laughs> yeah, <I was> like, <laughs> you know what? It, it was Monday. It was, it was Monday. Monday. I hate Monday. It was always it's really hard. It's really Monday. hard. Oh, man. <laughs> I, when we started watching the show, I remember thinking, because oh. that was at a time when I, I didn't even know if when people told stories on stage, if they were real or not. And when I watched this, I was like, uh, the first season of Sex and City has so many just like random stories that don't connect to the greater whole. Yes. And you can just hear, feel them being like, what's a crazy thing that happened to you? And what, and it always needs a twist. And I've thought about that story too, so much that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a thing. You'd get back to a person's apartment. Everything's great. And then you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Is happening. Do you overlook it? Yeah. Or do you just, are you just, just like, go, you know, that's just. Go with the flow. And that's, you know, I I never thought it was going to be the moment where I'm like, and then we're going to, you know, I didn't even want to have kids, but we're going to tell our friends like, I know the Garfields. Yeah. I know. Well, he loves them, you yeah. know, and so we keep them. And now in their own little Garfield room, they have their own room, the Garfields. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was a, uh, that guy, but that guy is married with kids that's great so 
There you oh, go. That's man. great. Good for him. All, all worked Good. out for him, I, I guess. That's so funny. Um, someone real to play with those Garfields. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of so course. We're in se- season four, season four, four episode, episode nine. nine. Yeah. Sex and the Country. Is yeah. The the episode. Okay. So you remember this one? We'll see. Okay. <laughs> but if it is what I think it is, well. well. Okay. Yeah. All, All right. right. We're going to watch the episode and we'll be back. We'll be back. Awesome. Episode 57. Sex and the country. Carrie is dragged to Aiden's country home in Suffren, New York. Charlotte visits the McDougal compound in Connecticut. Miranda yells at Steve when he tells her he has testicular cancer, but that he has no clue about his condition. Samantha gets annoyed when her dates keep asking her what she's doing next weekend. And now, back to the boys. We are the real Brady Brady Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg. And uh, who were you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of the Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why the Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are the real Brady Bros. And we're back. Welcome back, everyone. And we're back. Sorry, we were we just got off the Metro North. We were in Suffern, New York. Oh, and we suffered. We <laughs> suffered and suffering. It's always I, amazing to me all these names of these places past whatever city name test they have to pass. Uh-huh. Yeah. To be <laughs> what, how does that happen? I know all of the names when you're going out to the Hamptons, all the Long Island names. Yeah. It's like what 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 language is that? Yeah. Oh, like a Tuckahoe? Native American? It's all Native American. Like Rakankama? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. one. Tuckahoe is one of my Tuckahoe, favorite. Yeah. That's another good one, yeah. Ossining, that's upstate. Ossining, what's, yeah. Ossining's in Westchester. What's the scene from Wayne's World where they're talking about Milwaukee and I think... Like, Milwaukee. Alice Cooper. And he's like, <laughs> actually pronounced Milwaukee. Milwaukee. That's a good scene. This was such, this was such a bottle episode. I loved it. It was the summer episode. Yeah. That yeah. Was, this is the summer episode. Yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah. It is the summer episode. We have to look. Okay. I'm going to, while you guys talk, I'm going to look up when it aired. Okay. I, I guarantee you it was summer. Well, I was going to say, I think it, you've lived in New York. You lived in New York for a while. We've yeah. all lived in New York for, for a pretty decent amount. And I, mm. I don't, so I don't know if this has always been going on. It has always been going on, but I feel like there are waves of people like, going upstate and upstate has become a huge thing. And yeah. this was, so that might, that's always been going on to a degree, but I feel like it's the, the like revitalization of the cat skills is happening now. Oh yeah. In big such time. a big way. And this episode really feels like Aiden's like, yeah, we get out, we go to my house in the cat skills. I or mean like, oh, he's in suffering. He's not in the cat skills. Yeah. My life has gone from, since I moved here, like, Thinking about people who may have a place upstate to knowing people whose parents have a place upstate to my friends have places upstate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're the, and they're in the city three days a week and they yeah. Fridays and Mondays to be upstate and That's they right. come back like Monday night through Thursday night. Yeah. And then they totally. talk about Lyme disease. Yeah. yeah. A lot of talk about, I, was, I like to call it lemon Lyme disease. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little easier. Yeah. Lemon. Lyme Carbonated. Disease. Lemon. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. when you're rich. We, John and I, because for work, we were just out in the Hamptons this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is similar to their Hamptons episode. Yeah. yeah. But it is, it's such a, it's such a different mindset in life. And it's great when you're out there, but definitely like going out and then the coming back, it is like, it's, it's just a different it's living two different lives and the travel for me to and from that i'm like once you're out there like it's definitely worth it and then when you're back you're like what just happened what was that past three days yeah Uh, i was in nantucket working Mm -hmm. which is why i'm allowed to go there but i brought my son with me who's three years old and they gave us a guy that would drive us i mean nantucket is very small he just drove us like because i had some um, events to go to. So mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, I'll drive yeah. you. And then we need to get some milk or whatever. And they're like, Oh, we'll drive you and your son to the grocery store. His name was Matt. He liked kids. All of a sudden we're walking down like main street in Nantucket. And my son very loudly goes, where's our driver, Matt? 
<laughs> and of course it's Nantucket so no one blinks an eye they're yeah. like oh, yeah. well, my driver's name Matt too yeah. Yeah, they're like, you know? oh is my driver also is but my driver people are there all summer like they we go I do this festival there every year and that's when everyone arrives yeah mm-hmm. uh, and that's they're there for that's their life yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah. this is I yeah what yeah so this is the more rustic version of that obviously yeah because yeah. she's a cabin so I mean this idea Aiden's cabin in the country yeah is is to me so much more of a Canadian experience yeah than it is of people I know in New York but maybe that's just an well, no, I, well, it's fine. I have some friends who recently have been living in a cabin upstate and it is very much like a one room cabin. It's pretty rural, but I do feel like, I mean, Aiden, I feel like Aiden's like opens up, like there's not even windows, like, right. right? There's yeah. just like shutters that open to the outdoors. <laughs> not, like not a fe- screen, not like a I glass. I feel like his, he bought it from like a summer camp. It was like yeah. a counselor's house and he's turning it into it. He was like, just put a hot water heater in last yeah. weekend. I know, but, but I look at that now and I'm like, this aired in 2001. Oh, that thing's worth so much fucking money. I know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, but know, that, I mean, that's what, that's what Sex and City does. If, if, if big is the character of the oafish man, then of course they have to have the cabin be a, a character of... Yeah. What what Carrie would hate in an upstate house. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. So go over the episode because and then okay. the first thing I want to talk yeah, about we need is synopsis, big. right. Um so the episode her her thread was um uh when does the art of compromise become compromising? And I think it was the, the the episode was about compromising with someone. So Miranda is trying to navigate Steve's t- t- testicular cancer, and she's trying to understand how to um, support him, but also be tough on him because he uh, sure needed to be tough. Um, Charlotte and Trey are um, trying to have have kids, and she has to navigate how she wants to, or how, what kind of mother she's going to be, versus what kind of mother Bunny has been to Trey and wants Charlotte to be. Um, Carrie, of course, is upstate with Aiden, and uh, she has to uh, compromise the fact that she hates being upstate, and and he loves it. And then lastly, of course, Samantha. Not really sure where the compromise comes in, but um, she meets young she McDonald and fucks a farmer in, in a haystack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, her I, compromise I, is that people want to spend more than one weekend with her. Yeah. She's grappling. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the farmer's finally like, what are you doing next weekend? Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know. They're yeah. all the same. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so you said you want to talk about big. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that that was the most interesting part of the episode to me is just to the stark difference. Because as a story point, it was sort of like, what the fuck is happening? But as a stark difference of like, here's life in the country. And then it's just like, they had the the skyline in the background. Yeah. It was the most perfect little date spot of the New York city. Like I know I wonder here's two ate. people having drinks and dinner with the city in the background. That is what life is like here. And, yeah. and it's some sort of, I mean, like if you saw a little bit of a glimpse of her meal and she's, you know, it's like, it is a steak. Yeah, and yeah. There's like 15 different, very hearty, like expensive butter dipped. Yeah. Things yeah, 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 on yeah. That plate. It wasn't some sort of like sushi. Thing. Right. Yeah. Like doing this total yeah it was such like uh it was super interesting because that is the and i do feel like people talk about living in when you live in new york like you talk about it way more than people that live in austin or something like any city like you talk about all the time but i'm like that is a thing that is so true that like when you're even if you enjoy living upstate or being upstate you're like you end up just being like there's two stark realities yeah which one is my life which one do i want that's true. Well, and the stark realities. I mean, there's so many stark realities in that because there's a lot of class in every episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most most of it's upper class. But then you have Steve, who is sort of representing like working class. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't have his shit together yeah. with yeah. his doctor. I think he was like he still has good insurance though, which is uh, he has an HMO. Know. Yeah, which I don't remember. Well, he enough, pays but. for that if he owns his bar. Then that he just is buying That's as his. his yeah, that's his employee. 
He's it, paying for it though. Yeah. Yeah. So but there, I mean, I, I don't think they meant it this way, but it's sort of like, all right, if you just want to look at this from a purely class perspective, yeah. yeah. Like right. there's, there's the dude with his upstate house yeah. that he's bringing his, uh, rich girlfriend to with her super, super rich friend yeah. while the working class guy is in some hospital to get it, gets her chopped out of a <laughs> happy summer. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then like the super rich Connecticut people are not, Knocking over prize-winning orchids yeah. in a yeah. greenhouse, trying to uh, have sex, and of course they are so grossly white that they verge on being infertile. <laughs> dude, how how hard, dude? Bunny is because when Bunny first came, I thought for sure she was a one-off. Oh I yeah, did, like, tweet. I like put on her Instagram. I was just like, this character's hilarious, and people were like, oh, Bunny, get ready, and I was like. Oh shit! There's I more. Had, and oh yeah, she is just they they like the further we get into the Trey Bunny Charlotte situation, the more I love it because I'm like, this is such a great story to delve into, and the bathtub thing. My my question is, where do they go from there? Because because I thought the Vicks vapor rub on Trey's chest was like okay. Yeah, That's as far as they're going to push it with Bunny. Um, I don't know if you remember or not, Bunny's but there was so, an episode where yeah. the mom is, they're fighting on how to rub vapor up on his chest. Okay, so, you know what? Let's have a quick moment here. Yes. Because yes. you're men with mothers. Yes. And yes. you're a mother. Uh, you and I'm a mother. But I've also dated guys who have different relationships with their mothers. And one, this episode reminded me of one in particular, and I was just like, what? So, yeah, very quickly, if you don't mind, yeah. give yeah. me like a 20 second, uh, you know, a summary of your relationship with your mother. Oh, wow. Oh, geez. Uh, all right. This is a, yeah. Um, this, well, is, this first makes me think about what Garfield guy's relationship with his mom. That's a good been. point. That's yeah. a good point, yeah. Corey. Sure. Uh, point. My mom just, I was just with them over the weekend and my mom told me that uh, she thinks Kevin swears too much on the podcast, but she listens. She does listen. So she supports you. Yeah. When she, when she and goes out art. walking, she, she does listen to the podcast. Hey mom, if you are listening, um, my, my mom is the mother of three boys yeah and so there's not a lot of emotion in our family okay and she's not really that emotional of a person she's kind of just gets the job done and that's that a uh, prime example my wife texted her uh on mother's day happy mother's day i love you and my mom didn't respond for 12 hours and i had to call her and tell her <laughs> that when my wife texts you happy mother's day i love you you have to respond to her and so that is my relationship with my I mother i respect your mom yes <laughs> um i am an own like i have two sisters and i find that when my sisters criticize my mom yeah i stand up hardcore <gasps> for it mm, and i've realized that more recently that i've been like like lay off mom and they're like you live in New York. Like you're not even home all the time. She's annoying or whatever. And they love her too. They, they are nice to her. And, but I do realize that huge thing of like, no. And they'll, they'll, I love my dad, but they'll speak more lovingly of my dad. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I love dad. But you, I've, mm. I've noticed more as I've gotten older that this is the extreme comedic example, but like the relationship that I have with my, and I've had a few girlfriends that like, I don't think I'm at all Trey bunny level my with my mom, but even when they're just like, I'll talk to my mom for like 10 minutes and they're like, you're just like talking on the phone with your mom. I'm like, yeah, I'm just chatting with my mom. I love my yeah. mom. And then I've, for the first time as an adult, a few years ago, the little seed got planted that I'm like, am I a mama's boy? Do I love my mom too much? Just can't win in this world. Yeah. yeah. Can't win yeah. in this world. Yeah. yeah. But I, I love my, and we, have a great relationship but then the second there's someone watching your relationship that's when you're like oh fuck is this i know what is it yeah, yeah what is it yeah because i think it's normal and then if someone's just like i mean just the i mean that's all you need where's the closest photo you have of her in your life oh great question oh wow uh i don't i mean in my camera roll i yeah. don't know yeah mm. i know all right Wait, what do you mean by closest photo? Yeah, like? I guess, well, it's it's actually a bit of a weird question to ask because no one really prints out photos. I mean, maybe Oh, you mean like where in proximity? Do. I yeah. don't think I have a picture of my mother in my camera roll. 
No. No. Uh, well, she hates pictures, so she yeah. refuses that, to be in them. But um, your mom might be a spirit. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Her um, and Terry Gross are hanging out yeah, somewhere together. Exactly. <laughs> um, I am one of two kids. My sister and I were always five years apart in school. So, and my dad traveled a lot when I was growing up. So once my sister went to college, there was very much an only child feel. Sure. And and now my sister and I are very close, but there was a thing when like, I remember being like, oh, I'm in this house alone growing up, you know, because like my dad was working and my sister was in college. So my mom and I got super close and would talk a whole bunch and stuff like that. But what's also funny is, and, and we have a, we have a really good relationship, but I feel like my mom is, it's weird. I feel like she, they have listened to, I think an episode of this podcast and no, I feel like comedy wise, they're incredibly supportive of stuff. Yeah. But don't really understand any of it, but are very supportive. Yeah. You know? They're like, great. Yeah, totally. But I also feel like my mom is more, um, I almost feel like we're at odds with things creatively. But then when I see her in social situations, she acts a lot like me. Mm. So there's like, there's. <gasps> So it's weird. Like she's perspective. She, yeah. There's like an interesting thing where like we mirror each other in a way, but then we'll be like when, when we get in political discussions, my dad and I are probably opposite politically, but can kind of like see eye to eye on stuff. But my mom and I am like, oh yeah, that's not true at all. And she's like, yeah, it is. And like we go, we, but then I'm like, oh, but we're, you know, like when you almost disagree with people that you're more alike and you're like, wait a second. Yes. Yeah. The two sides of the same coin exactly. kind of thing. That is, All right. that going on? I, I need that. I was, I was on Facebook the other day and I saw something that I posted like five or six years back. And uh, my mother apparently said to me, if when I die, I don't want you to come to my grave. And if you die first, I will never visit your gravestone. What? Which does a Just pretty good Facebook banter. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, that describes her pretty hey, well. You could have just said a poke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Exactly. Thanks. So wait, what like, did, did any of did any like, of those stories shed light on one what you were asking? Well, it feels like very I would say this all lands in sort of I mean, who am I? Sure. But it's like healthy. I mean, like it's within a certain bounds of like, yeah, you have a good relationship with your mother, but he in this episode, even though he's like, my nanny raised me, so this is the only time we catch up. But the idea is that he, he and his mom, they, lo they love each other in mm. like a very specific way. And I dated a guy and I was like trying to hear if I was like, is this just like how other guys are? And I don't really know. I dated a guy <clears throat> where we were out on a vacation. We were on a dock. It was so stereotypical. We're on a dock. It was a full moon, like embracing on a dock, about to make out. And I said something dumb like, hey, look at that moon. Like, oh, my God, can you believe this is a beautiful yeah. full moon? Yeah. Something, something. And he said, you know what the coolest thing about that moon is? That moon is shining over my mom right what? now. That same moon and is like, shining over my mom right now. Are you sure which that's could, what? It, yeah. Which I feel like is exactly... That's, that relationship. Yeah, that's a trade. That's a and I was move. like, yeah. that is screwed that is. up. And he was like, it's good. And then I uh, remember that he had, I mean, this is before everyone just walked in with an iPhone. Yeah. Uh, he had a he had a framed photo of his mother. Really? Only her. Beside his bed. So it's interesting that you say that you asked that question because I had in my in my uh in my old apartment, I had like frame photos of family. It was like picture of my niece and nephew, yeah. picture of me and my sister. And then I had a picture of my, me and my dad and a picture of me and my mom. But there was a thing that it was like, it was like the whole family. Yeah. But there was a thing where I was like, got to put up pictures of everybody. Can't have a picture of like you and one parent and not a picture of you and the, and not the other one. <laughs> right. What happens when they come to visit? You yeah. Gotta, you got to right. do equal out. time for everybody. So, and I think he, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever like done this sort of classic thing, but I think he, that guy that I dated really looked at me in terms of how I measured up to his uh, mother. Yeah. And I know his mother really liked me. Okay. That made my life easier. Did, I, did you see yourself in his mother? Not at all. No. Really? No. So something Although that she must have seen and that he must have seen, but you didn't. Something. Huh. I mean, I'm controlling. 
<laughs> but it's interesting. I the, when the moon the, shines on you, the, so the, mi- the microphone didn't catch the the, the, the eyebrow rays of, yeah. for the, of like for the listeners. There was a very good <laughs> yeah. facial. Think experience. about think about when Big talks about sex in season four. Those eyebrows yes. were. Those there. <laughs> I did date. I did date a girl once who told me early on in dating. She was like, she was like, yeah, mothers don't really like me. And like her kind of thing was like, I'm kind of a nightmare for moms. And I, and she was like, she, she was like tatted up. Yeah. She was like super mm, pretty. Right. And, and, uh, you know, she was, she was nice, but she like knew that she was like, I can be a nightmare for a mom. And I think some dudes like that. I think some guys sure. like a thing where it's like, yeah, this is my freaking girl. But yeah. there was yeah. a thing where to me, I was like, I don't want to be in that position, but I was also like, oh, I don't want somebody who's like, yeah. I'm going to wreck your family. Well, yeah, no. that, that, that's yeah, that's like something well, that seems a little twisted. Yeah. No, not at all. No matter your relationship with your, with your, like if it's emotional or not, you still want your mother to like your yeah. significant other. It's, it's your mom. You're bringing I, them all around. I will say the, that dynamic, there's like one of those things that it's like, it's great to see like, groundbreaking conversations happen in like television all the time that you're like, I've never seen this before. But then it is really funny when you go back to something as thousands of year old classic of like this. And you're just like, it's so easy to enter that conversation and to see it and relate to it and just be like, these storylines line up the, the tray mom situation. You're just like, that's interesting. And everybody has that, Either I relate to it or I don't, but you can have the conversation about the yeah. all the different dynamics of it. And when I was watching it, at first I didn't like that storyline, but then I'm just like, I mean, I it's That's a I thing, relate though. to it though, hundred percent, yeah. and it's led to a really thing. interesting conversation. My yeah. fir- my the first joke that I had about my mom was about the first time I masturbated, thinking I got my mom pregnant. <laughs> And then the joke of it is like, if she was pregnant, like we'd raise kids together really well. And so as I was, I was all watching it, I'm like, I'm glad I don't have that relationship with my mom. But I talk a lot on stage about getting my mom pregnant and raising children with her. So what the fuck? It's so edible. Yeah. It's so Fine. edible. Yeah. What's up, Trey? What's up, Trey? What's up, Trey? We all have um, Can we talk about... Um, the Mar- orchids? Yes, thank you. We'll do the orchids. Just very quickly. The orchids. someone with orchids, that yeah. last scene where the orchids are toppling. Let me tell you something. I have a bunch of orchids and I accidentally, like four days ago, was trying to pin one up and I snapped off a bud that had not bloomed yet. And you know, that shit is precious. It is like gold. It takes a long time to get these suckers to bloom again. And you have to put a lot of time and effort into them. And I can't get it out of my head. I think about it all the time. (laughs) I'm so upset about it. And when I I saw those orchids toppling at the end, I was like, you people are monsters. I was at Trader Joe's yesterday and I was, I was looking at flowers because there's all the flowers when you in in the Brooklyn Trader Joe's when you walk to go down to turn down one aisle there's just a big row of flowers and orchids are expensive yeah they are they're Not like $20 cheap. a flower or something like that yeah. I know yeah they're precious <laughs> So how many nice how many sorry. orchids you got I got 7 See Ooh. that's that's someone who's put in the work <laughs> they're a professional listen I'm you talk really to all, you talk to all these other comedians just moved to New York Got a bunch of fucking gladiolas. <laughs> you got bullshit. seven orchids. That's yeah. bullshit. And some of them are, are old. Yeah, They're I bet. Old. Yeah, they'll re-blue. last for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get them. To, you can get them reblued one or two times a year, but yeah. it takes takes work. It takes Have you work. seen the Dennis the Menace movie with Walter Matthau? No, uh, absolutely. There's, there's a whole storyline with that. Um, that's basically like there's this made up plant that blooms once and you know when it's going to bloom yeah. there's a lot of plot holes but basically <laughs> there's it's some like, flowers like that like a corpse flower like yeah blooms like once every seven years yeah or and it's it's based on that yeah um and then like something happens with dennis the menace and then walter Matthau like misses when it blooms bro but spoiler it, alert come yeah, on this right. is dennis no, the, totally not gonna this is dennis it. the menace here man you're right. just gonna hashtag Matthau spoiler gosh <laughs> All right. Uh, anyways, I'm I'm sorry I brought up the. No, orchid. no, no, no. If you, was, if you got any orchid heads out there, <laughs> well, no. In a weird way, though, I, <laughs> um, in a weird way, though, we do go down rabbit holes here, and I think them toppling the orchids is Charlotte pulling Trey against Bunny one more time to You're be right. like she's 
wrecking those orchids. You're Buddy's right. not going to like that. Well, no. that's what I wonder if there will be a comeuppance of that, a conversation about it. Yeah. She's going to have to bring an orchid. Yeah. Oh, look at that. See, because yeah. I, th- I, ex- I expected a moment. <laughs> the old piece <laughs> The old orchid. piece orchid. Um, yeah. There, you- there, I mean, there's, a, there's a, a lot of analogies you could take away from the, the breaking of the flower uh, scene right there. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you, could, you could look at it a lot of different ways, I think. Yeah. Is uh, it true? This is just a misnomer that they pass. Like, if you don't ejaculate for a while, it doesn't get stronger. Though, no. Does it? Because <laughs> no. I was like, I was I like. Mean, I'm. Uh, I'm po- I'm pretty sure that is like the biggest, most hilarious myth of all time. Yes. Yeah, right? he was like, my juices are ready. He's, he's now. juicy now. Men don't ovulate like women. <laughs> Men yeah. don't ovulate at all. There's not a clock with that kind of thing. Yeah, totally. It's so ridiculous, but I love that. Don't get yourself ready. Yeah, I do have yeah. to say, it just makes me. It makes me appreciate Kyle McLaughlin more and more. I oh, he's yeah. such oh an God, idiot he's and so he's such good. a great he's such he plays such a good idiot. So mm-hmm. good. He's, he's so awesome. he's so good that people talk about Chris Knuth and yeah. David I like Steve and the but not a lot of people ever talk about Kyle McLaughlin. They yeah. talk about Trey. Yeah. And I think it's because Trey's so good at what he does yeah. that people are just like no it's fucking trey that's trey yeah, yeah. i hate him it's like oh, yeah and it's like no there's an actor him. behind that 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 is so good yeah he's so got a lot of different shades of trey yeah. shades of trey 50 shades of trey, <laughs> 50 shades I mean, of trey. Like, chris noth has has the uh you know the latest lift like yeah. i just gets to waltz in oh yeah suit and like not barely express yeah. anything yeah, yeah and just be this just way. say red panties <laughs> she had the red Panties. By the way, so that I thought about that. I was like, so is lingerie over? Yeah, it is. It's over, right? Wait, is it? It. I think it was over. Yeah. I think it's. I think it could be coming back now because a whole generation sense. got accustomed okay. to just being like. <laughs> and what authority are you speaking on? This? I'm set. I'd listen. And I'm not well, being serious. I mean, astrology's I, back. So. <laughs> astrology is very bad. I think. I think bad. the thought for a while was like Playboy. There was just like, what if you could see a naked woman? And now it's like. All right. Turn on Game of Everyone's Thrones. Everyone's been yeah, naked yeah. for too long and it's just like, oh my gosh, a woman with a with like clothing on. A cool oh, pair of yeah. undies on. Yeah. yeah. So I think okay. Lajre will have it, but I, I definitely think that like what Fredericks of Hollywood is. Yeah. Like, I'm right. sure that all those went out of business. And then I bet there will be like a renaissance of mm. of lingerie on the horizon. Do you think all it'll right. be like the Tom's model though? Like b- buy one and we'll give one to a starving child. And <laughs> Someone in need. Cause yeah. that's like the only way you can start a company now is yeah. if you're, is if yeah. you're donating one. Yeah. That's hilarious. They will give it to a fan. They will buy give one it- and a burlesque dancer <laughs> yeah. in Rwanda. It doesn't really exist is. anymore. It doesn't we'll exist. Just, that's we'll why you send it on its way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, um, I want to talk about Steve and Miranda and, and when he first told, well, Aiden broke the news that, uh, Steve had to, testicular cancer. Yeah. But uh, their first interaction in the park, I thought was really interesting about how he thought it was no big deal. He was playing it off. He was uneducated and uh, uninformed. And Miranda had to really crack the whip on him. Mm-hmm. And she initially felt really bad about it. But um, I was. She I really was, busted his balls. Ball. 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 There we go. Good one. Thank yeah. you, John. Yeah. Um, Thank you, John, for the joke assist on that one. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I was kind of rooting for her the, the whole way through. I thought that what she was doing was like pretty appropriate. I think if someone's yeah. if someone's not able to see the the how serious a situation is, yeah, it's up to you as a friend to at least make an attempt to bring it to light. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think totally. I think it. We talk about this a lot on the podcast, but like, I can't tell if that's a friend thing or a New York thing or both. Cause I do feel like there is a New York thing where it's like someone is going through and I, I understand that testicular cancer is more than an apartment in the analogy I'm about to make. Sure. But there is a thing where it's like, yeah, I don't know. My, my landlord is like saying this thing and it's like, your landlord is breaking the law and I'm going to tell my friend, like you Mm -hmm. deserve more than this. And there is a thing where I feel like there's a weird thing in New York where your problems, there's a lot of stuff going on and there's a lot of like, there's a way that people can just kind of be like, I, I don't know. I'll get it figured out. I'll see you in two weeks. And there's a thing where people mm-hmm. can step in and be like, no, this thing is actually serious yeah. and I'm going to help you because 
you don't live around your family or whatever. Right. And I'm going to help you do this. That's true. I think so many of us come here and our family are not around. And this place is just as much as it's a rich playground for many, but it is just, it's struggle. Like everyone is just, and so people get good at struggle and they get good at navigating struggle. And you know, you do have to stand up for yourself. So then you see someone not standing up for yourself and you're like, yeah like it's all the anger all the times you didn't stand up for yourself yeah on top of like you can do it better than you know it's a whole thing so i thought yeah i like that scene too because i was like oh this is well that's like the beauty of a sex and city episode there's always sort of four different shows happening at the same time totally yeah Yeah. so you can always count on miranda for the good acting scene yeah there's like real stuff going on right and then you go count on samantha to fuck a a young mcdonald samantha who like has that purr you're like is that an accent is that regional no you're you're literally talking like a pussy like you're literally (laughs) your accent is pussy yeah she purrs she purrs all her life oh now i'm from spokane everyone in spokane what would a male version of Samantha, like a, a stereotypical be, male version, what would he sound like? He would sound like Snagglepuss from Hanna Barbera. <laughs> I was say <laughs> that. Yes. I'm not familiar. Uh, what a, He's the pink cat. And so I was yeah. like, oh, heavens to Murgatron. <laughs> <laughs> He's 100. So it's it, he wears a little fedora, and he I don't remember what cartoons he was in with people, but he's the Hanna Barbera Snagglepuss. I don't know a, what's it. What's his name on uh, Bobby Moynihan did him on SNL. Yes, that's and right. It was so really? yes, yeah. it's so funny. But it's totally the that that Samantha Kim Cottrell. Yep. Yeah. Vibe. Shout out shout out to her fitness regiment because it's like oh my fucking God. hell. Yeah. Just the the less. The the less they wear, the more you're just like, man, I'm I'm as fit as I've been, and just I'm a slob. Like, what must you do? I, yeah. I know. I when when uh, Aiden pulls um, Carrie up onto the kitchen table to look at the burn behind her yeah. knees from the ruined pie crust. All of those <laughs> words are fantastic. Uh, but and she's got her a little, you know, she her top is like tied in a yeah. knot. She's just got abs. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. There's just so a many six pack. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Also, it's it doesn't look super impressive on camera, but when she is grabbing the railroad tie with him, and they just do a montage of her falling. Yeah. If you've ever been on a film set, and it's like, okay, cool, we're just going to do a round of falls. That is that sucks for her to have to just be like, all right, cool, because you know they probably shot it like at 4, least ten thousand times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just be like, okay, Definitely cool. Can, had some butt bruises. Yeah, can you yeah. just fall again over and over? And by and, the way, it's three a.m. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Like their all of their roles are like pretty physical. When her and when they got to crush that orchid, they were really crushing that orchid. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm gonna say the next time I have sex. We crush the orchid. <laughs> we, we crush, crush the orchid. Crush the orchid. And with any luck, it'll bloom again. <laughs> in yeah. An exactly. Hour. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's let's have a serious discussion about uh, Steve's cancer. Yeah, because okay. Jeez. I wow. will say this: the way that they entered that this isn't a complaint, but I do think sometimes they'll like the last episode we watched was with Miranda's mom, and they did tie that in. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they will swing for the fences and just hit a grand slam, and then it almost feels like they hit the reset button the next time to be like, "Cool, we don't want to," which I get. Like they. On HBO, I'm sure they wouldn't next week be like, we have to spread out all the epic episodes. But the way they just dropped in that he had testicular cancer was so casual yeah, and like well, alarming in a crazy yeah. way. The, go ahead. Because that's what I was wondering. I was like, yeah. I didn't think it was good or bad. It was just a choice that was just like, yeah. Miranda's A, going through it. But yes. then also, I was just like, Man, that was just a quick way to just be like, she didn't even acknowledge, like, thanks for coming to my mom's funeral. It was just like, hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think two things, not to, I, I think they did it a little bit as a misdirection of it's like, oh, Steve came to the funeral and now he's going to say that he wants to get back together. And it was mm-hmm. like, nope, he's got cancer. Yeah. Right. Like it was like that crazy misdirection. It's true. So that was one. And then I think the way that when he was in the park that he kind of played it off which I wonder if they did this at the time where it's like testicular cancer is serious. However, Lance Armstrong's had it. He got over it. I wonder if they were like, it's treatable. It is cancer, but it's like, it's not like Steve has stage five pancreatic right. cancer. Right, it, like, like it was at a point where they were like, it, they were it's like, we can kind of lightly handle it. Life threatening. That's they, the thing. Yeah, they were like, it's not. 
you know, in some cases life-threatening, but it's very rare. It's very now. rare. And, and it's like, life-threatening. So they can deal with it as a serious thing, but also hold it kind of lightly. They did, however, though, one episode passed. They did get over Miranda's mom's death pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 Well, right. And we just did testicular cancer in, you know, under an hour. Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah. So totally. uh, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Diagnosis, and, telling friends, <laughs> getting, coping, a better doctor. getting a better doctor. Carrie surgery. did manage to uh, receive Miranda's news about Steve's to secure cancer and make it about her trip upstate remarkably fast, too. That's yeah. Cool. Remarkably fast or or within all that we know about Carrie. It just cl- never ceases to amaze me how much she just brings it back to her woes in every conversation that What's she has. What's so difficult about that is that I know it's a character, so... There's some level that when you're in a TV show, like there's just certain mechanisms that have to move a story along. But there, it is, especially with how much you point them out. Yeah. With your dislike with Carrie, like, <gasps> oh, he's and Instagram is starting to push back. I will say. Yeah. But but it is funny. Then you notice it, and you're just like, man, like. It's it can just be abrasive at times. It's like just let her have a moment where she doesn't just twist it back to her because it gets like, crazy. She's a relationship writer. This is what they're like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I appreciate that we so much. We, listen, listen, put keep going with that. We I need mean, it's just what it is. It is what it is. And yeah. it is also, I mean, I don't know. I feel like when I move and maybe still do, it's just time has passed. But I feel like I just know women like that. Mm-hmm. Like what they're that um those things are the most important. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah, and they pull everyone into their drama, and people love it. Yeah, people want to be pulled into their drama. I mean, that's right. why reality TV show unlikable, exists, right? Unlikable, <laughs> but maybe we didn't. We didn't even see Carrie as unlikable. Now we go out of our way to make sure characters are unlikable yeah. as almost mm. a political statement. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Huh. That's. But God, you're so that's right. That's actually about, crazy. You're so right about her being a relationship writer and be like, that is her reality. <laughs> yeah. And that's just, how she is. You're totally right. Yeah. She's supposed to be like a columnist. Yeah. I, know. I, I thinking about this whole thing, like, is it really, is that what's the most unbelievable thing? Is it that Samantha looks out the window and sees like a farmhand mm-hmm. that is wearing just overalls yeah, on a, with sure. a with super a attractive. Yes. I am. I, there are some farmers in my extended family. None of them wear anything like that. No. But also, they all look like that, right? They all they're all and young dumb. and handsome and they're they say four words. Well, you know, yeah. if that if that show was on now, like there if there was like if you have to be a step ahead of the audience, like they would have it weird lighting the whole time and then the end of the episode is like in the full light and then you realize like the person's like totally ugly and right, or right. something. Right. There would but have the, to be like a Quasimodo moment. Yeah. Or yes. Something like that. It's yeah. It's like Lemmy from Mice and Men. Yeah. yeah. There's there's something. This episode had such a purity about it to me because it was just like even even the second she was like, what am I doing here? I was like physical comedy and go. Right. But then also she does the first trip and it's like, I knew that was coming. And then on the third one, you're like, all right, I got a little joy in my heart. Cause I love watching people fall down. Like yeah. that's yeah. the banana peel is still the best thing. Or like the Miranda, just like helping out her boyfriend. Like, that's what you want. You want her just to see Steve again and be like, get Chinese food and hang out. Like, I know. And I don't know. I'll it was give like you the last egg roll and watch your crappy movies that you like. Yeah. yeah. No, this episode yeah. was like candy. Yeah. Although yeah. it is right. Also the, just thinking about the whole Steve thing, it is totally unrealistic that he would be able to schedule surgery that quickly. Yes. True. That's probably the most unbelievable True. thing about the episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What doctor do you have that you can get in that quick? Yeah, yeah. completely. He got it. He got his testicular cancer surgery on a living social <laughs> on a Groupon. <laughs> Is living social still a thing? Do you remember that? I do. Remember Listen, that. I was at McSorley's Ale I House. See their font in yes. my head. Yes. So it was one of the oldest. It was McSorley's, like the oldest bar in New York. Yeah. And I went there for. I used to give pub crawls. Like it was like a. Uh, job that I had and I went in and there was this big group of fun cool looking people and they're all young and they're all drinking and stuff and I was like I have a question what's I'm with a tour group but like what's what's your group and they're like we're living social and I was like what's that mean is that a group or is that like a a club they're like we're living social it's a company 
but I thought just like living social was like a new movement. And then when I found out it was like an app a few years later, I was like, oh, that makes sense. It's like a Groupon type thing. And now but that I'm just, was the company. That was the company. The company and now I'm just glad they're out of business. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I bet you were really confused about that. I was for so long. I was like, what does it mean? I think I even Googled. I'm like, we're just breathing air or something. <laughs> we're just breathing air. We're yeah. <laughs> That's what we're doing. And then they're like, oh, breathing air is a, is a new <laughs> meditation app. A new got, meditation it, got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, cool. Now I'm sure you notice this, but also the clothing and jewelry is just so good. Let's do a quick because so we fashion. We, we that's always, actually something I never noticed. Good. I love talking about it. Oh my god, Miranda! So, right in the beginning with that anchor necklace, see, and she's got this that. beige, like with like slight lapels. Is this in the park? No, that's when she that's, gets the news. She comes oh. over like just first shot. You're like, yeah. nice. That uh, Carrie's got that green skirt that she's walking down the street with, and turns around. It's got and white has the I missed I missed yeah. the picture on that, but when I saw that, yeah, I was like that like that. Sh- that's that plays right now. If someone wore that now, you're like, oh, totally. you, you look. And she's got the big hair. What about the Samantha going in to milk the cow in the all weird pink the pink outfit? That's a mid blue bucket hat. So it's blue interesting. Bucket the, the bucket hat was an interesting touch. They do yeah. a lot of weird bucket away, hat like, things no, here. And then closer up, I was like, interesting. <laughs> Uh, Dude, how hard is this going to get flagged on Instagram? That's good. Oh, jeez. Ah, that's great. It's I a picture know. of uh, of Samantha with it. the milk all over her face. But you know, that matchy-matchy thing is in right now. Yes. Monica, like all one yep. color. Totally. That is totally happening. Yeah. 70s revival. Yeah. And this, this is Carrie with the, oh, the all with white. pinstripes. Oh, that's amazing. And for no reason at all, well, uh, Samantha has a hat box for a purse. Yeah. yeah. Completely. And, well, in this, this shot... This shot and which is it's this is the last shot Samantha, yeah. that totally it wasn't it's not like it costs a lot of money but it's like oh this is such an like this they're clearly back in the city this is like why like they look banging they yeah. look awesome it looks like getting a cab is like a stressful thing in this moment but right now it's just like oh we're just trying to get a cab and, and she even has a, a glove on like waving a cab Got with a glove on. on they I'll just like yeah it was cool i mean that was the eye candy of just looking what everybody wore in their earrings i mean it's just could watch that stuff forever oh yeah See, we've had on some fashion people and we have to, we just have to make sure to like make space for that. Cause we're yeah. like, I think the way we always process it when we watch it, we're just like, whoa, this is hot, yeah. but never like, <laughs> never knowing yeah. why. Or, or if we didn't have a guest on tonight, I know exactly how the, the trajectory of the show would have gone. We would have talked about the farmer for the entire episode. Like how fucking dope yeah. is the farmer? So like <laughs> how much hay do you think he can bail an hour? Yeah. And like how awesome would it be? Like you do that job for a while and then it's just like this girl shows up. It's like everything you wish for. What kind of stocks did he trade before the market crashed? <laughs> Oh, that was great yeah. that the market crashed. Oh, the market. Yeah, the market. Oh, that well, was a, a slight little. Well, you know what's crazy? This was July 11th, 2001. Oh, yeah. So this is right wow. before, like, before the shit gets real. So yeah. I don't know what market crash they're talking about, but. Uh, I will right. say about the farmhand. Nameless, right? Nameless? The yeah. Young Nameless. McDonald is what they call them. Yeah. Young McDonald. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> that, uh, well, just that whole scene where she looks at a cow's udder and she's like, I could do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the lines, some of the lines, you're just like, did you just rip that from the like most low budget porn you've yeah. got your hands <laughs> on? Like, you don't, you're not even rewriting. You're just yeah. repurposing. It yeah. is funny. The, Does like, anything else need this, milk? I know. That's like, come on. There, so there's some Ding like, dong. I feel like whenever we have on like really great comedians, there's always a thing that's like, love the show. I would have loved to just get in there and just give a quick rewrite because this is absolute horseshit. Like some of these things. It's the, I mean, it's the worst. It's it's supposed to be over the top like that. I, I know that there it's supposed to be over the top. But no, there are some times where it's like, all right, just like a little, we need a little more from you. But, you know, and like that's I think that's the thing that sort of makes the show always unique and, and why you could just criticize the shit out of it is that tonally like there's so many things that don't match. Yeah. yeah. But they just let it happen. They're like, yes, yeah, yeah. Samantha's going to be like, mm, anything else need milking? And to give give like some stranger a blowjob. Yeah. While Miranda's like, how was your operation? I'm here to like give you, you know, like that's yeah. just 
what? You know, oh, yeah. it's like, it's like, what? it's like Amadeus. It's like, it's like we're, we're, when you try and criticize Sex in the City, you just feel like Salieri just being like, what the fuck is it about this show? And then everyone's just like, Sex in the City is Mozart. It's perfect. And it's like, there's so many things wrong with it. It's like, no, it's just, but it's, it's, that, it's actually supposed to show like for like yeah. that. It's yeah. just for totally different things yeah. happening that yeah. are yeah. not totally equal at yeah. all. Yeah, I almost feel like did they? I don't know the writing process, but sometimes I've thought, did they just all write like the character? Yeah, and then come together last minute and just see and if they could piece it together. together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just see if they could find commonalities yeah. to tie it up. Yeah. Well, once we if we get some of the writers on, it'd be interesting to go into that to ask ask about that. Mm-hmm. So are they you were like, maybe. they were like they were like no, we all read the Sid Field book. <laughs> multiple times we sat down with robert mckee that's right we took his 70 hour class it was a very hard writing process (laughs) story story by robert mckee well the last thing that we do is we rate the episode yes one to five cosmos of course quarter and a half cosmos have you had a cosmos what's it have you had one yeah yeah what'd you think um not not my favorite yeah fruity there's other ones we like better yeah yeah do you like Cosmos? You know, I I knew someone who drank them exclusively because really? of this show. Yeah. Yep. The whole time I knew her, uh, that's all she ever drank. I just feel like they, I mean, the good thing about a Cosmo is that they, uh, one of those, like, they pack a punch. Yeah. You don't know it's, what you're doing. And then you're like, what happened? Yeah. They have a good look, too. I think a Cosmo has like a, has yeah. a fun, classic look. Yeah. What, what replaced it? Uh, apple teeny for a while, I think. Apple teeny, flirtini. I think right now it's the Aperol Spritz. Uh, yeah. yeah, probably so. Yes, Aperol. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Well, right? there's a whole thing now. Also, that's... just rose. Rose, yeah, just rose. Yes. Yeah. Okay, rose. Yeah. Okay. Rose. All right. So, okay. do, do you all want to say the? Do you have your rating? You want to say it at the same time, or do you want to take some time? To like one, two, three. Say it. Just say it. Yeah. yeah. Let's do awesome. that. You can do half and quarter cosmos. And how many cosmos is it out of? Out of five. One to five. Out of five. Five. Thank and you. And you can also rate. It's like it I've on, had a cosmo. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> how many <laughs> cosmos is it? You can do it on the entire series based on your whole experience of the show. That's impossible. Okay. Just okay. whatever's easiest for you. Uh, all right. Thanks. Here we go. All right. Three, two, one. Two and a half. Oh, Ooh, what'd you say? 3.5. You said two, you said two and a half. Mm-hmm. All right. I, do you mind defending your, your Cosmo rating first? Well, I think in the entire, um, knowing the trajectory of the whole thing, uh, like that was a good one, but it was a little bit, um, schlockier yeah. Yeah. than yeah. many others of them. And I do think like the, the upstate Aiden thing that that um, that that whole relationship between them was dealt with like you know it's like there it was a lot deeper than mm-hmm. that we didn't really get ex- a chance to experience it it mm-hmm. was just basically like city mouse country mouse I appreciated it mm-hmm. I loved it it's eye candy but I think the ones the Sex and City episodes that I remember and walk away with is when you have that little sum up at the end, which is usually Mm. in Carrie's voice and you are literally like, yeah, that's right, man. That's like it's something it's about New York. It's about relationships. It's whatever. And it's just, Mm -hmm. you're, it's true. It's like a perfect little moment of, um, what it is to be alive. Yes. Yeah. So that was missing it for me. So that's why I cut it in half. Yeah. That's fair. John, what about you? I give it a 3.5. Um, do you remember those commercials for like compilation music albums? That's what I scroll. call music. What, what's it? Now that's what I call music. Yeah, that episode was now that's what I call Sex and the City. Uh. It had so, it had all of my favorite characters except for Stanford. Oh, that's true. It had, it literally just like, like check the boxes. It that's had true. Big, it had Aiden, it had Trey, it had Steve. It's like, it like everyone was finally available. Yeah. yeah. It like, it like sure. literally, that's it true. was just like, it had all like the story, not great. The far, like some of the, the, like the, like some of the things weren't super compelling, but just the, the, the sheer amount of my favorite characters that were there had to give it a 3.5. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I, yeah, I would say like if someone said, listen, do you want to have some dark chocolate, sea salt, salted caramel? It's like, a, and I'd be like, yeah, I'll take sweet tarts. And this was sweet tarts to me. That's totally. just like, it's like, I didn't the, early in the episode, like I wanted to criticize it more. And then I was like, okay, like I get it, especially coming off the Miranda's, uh, Miranda's mom. Sure. Dying, like I was like. I, but they were just flexing a different muscle here. And yeah, I, I, 
City Mouse, Country Mouse was the thing I was trying to think of the whole time. But it's like a tale as old as time. Exactly. But so so is Oedipus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So it's like they were just playing in like the uh, the oldest stories that have been retold. But it's like ah, there's a moment for that. And so I I think that too. Like having having some of the characters back. Um, and then yeah, Steve Miranda thing, especially coming off last week, I was like. I don't know, just watching them have Chinese food together gave my heart a little, yeah, a, a little buzz, a little flutter. Yeah, I never put together, I didn't put together that they had their moment when they sort of got back together. Not they didn't get back together, but after they broke up, they met up again at a Chinese restaurant where Miranda's Chinese restaurant knows her order. Yeah, so yeah. Chinese is kind of their deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this. I gave it a three point five. I think that you guys were all the same. Yeah. It rarely happens. Yeah. Wow. Really wow. Um, I think that they've in the past, especially when they go out of the city, the episodes struggle a little bit. Like they had one in season one where they do the baby shower. Sure. And that episode was a mess. Right. And like, I think, I think they pulled this one off pretty well to be like a lot of it was out of the city in this random cabin. And it still felt like the show. I also think that they pulled off, a lot of different plot line stories. Yeah. I mean, they've got Steve getting surgery That's and right. cancer. They've got the upstate house. They've got Samantha doing her deal, banging random dudes <laughs> and also being upstate yeah. and, and Charlotte and Charlotte and Trey and bunny magic of time and travel. All, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and also the big and Carrie dinner in like that, yeah. that could have yeah. just been inserted into a different episode. And I've, it wasn't perfect, but I felt like they pulled it off better than they have in the past. Yeah, I, I could have seen if they do the same episode and it not being pulled off and be like, eh, 2.5. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, 3. I mean, 5. there's like something weird, too, about the series because I've seen them and then I've seen reruns, you know, because it's been off the air since, what, 2004? Six, four? Six. Yeah. Maybe four. Yeah, 2004. And then they did the movies. Okay, think, so yeah. 15 years? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that image of... Carrie in that striped skirt in that, and she's got, it's sort of like a, like a very thin plaid, uh, button down that's tied and she's got some yellow heels on and she's pulling that yes. rolly bag up the stairs of a cabin. Mm. I mean, I saw that and I felt like I time traveled back in my life yeah. to like other televisions watching that in wow. other moments. It's yeah. amazing how this does this to yeah. you. Yeah. That's the mark of a really good show, I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Ophira. Uh, yes. Yes. Ophira E. Oh, yeah, it's Ophira Instagram. E. I know. There's other Ophiras. It's, I did the best I could. <laughs> I, no, you're like. <laughs> That's on Twitter and Instagram, Ophira E. Yeah. Ophira. You're, you're Ophira. <laughs> I don't know the other Ophiras. We're just you're, fine. You're Ophira. Well, they, find you. I'll tell you, the Ophiras are fast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when? is A, B, C, and D. That's, uh, <laughs> and if people if people want to listen to Ask Me Another, it's yeah. Sundays on NPR? Is that what uh, it is? It's, so depending on where you live, it's on at your on your local public radio station. Usually at the weekend, Saturdays or Sundays. If okay. you're in New York, it's Saturdays at 3. Um, but of course, just podcast it like everybody else there you people go. and Andrew, if you're ever in new york buy tickets check their schedule yeah come to the bell house the can we just do sign off we're over but just sign off who's the most favorite like oh my gosh you almost threw up you're so starstruck guest that you've had on at i mean it's an by. old one yeah. now but i can't top it is uh sir patrick stewart what wow yeah yeah that's amazing now hang on yeah. who is that <laughs> just as handsome as can be in person unbelievable oh, unbelievable and incredible. funny so funny yeah. i mean and flirtatious which was just nice yeah uh but i just like you know i i was starstruck and i didn't know how to handle it and he lived he lived at the time within walking distance of the bell house uh. so the first thing i said to him was uh i heard you walked here that's amazing and he was like you're right i should have been carried <laughs> I was like, this is fantastic. Wow. Oh my gosh. Ophira, thank you so much. Thank so you. Much. Thank so you for here. having me. Really appreciate it. We'll uh we'll listen uh, get ready to go listen to ask me another. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at the Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. <laughs>